When you're finished with today's episode of the Locked On Bucks podcast, check out the Locked On Fantasy Football podcast. Winning your league starts with the right data. Vinny Iyer of the Sporting News provides you the edge you need in your fantasy football leagues. Locked On Fantasy Football is a daily podcast all year round, so your fantasy team never fails. Subscribe to the Locked On Fantasy Football podcast wherever you get your podcast. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, man? Welcome back to the Locked On Bucks Podcast. I'm James Yarko, joined as always by David Harrison. You can find everything that we are doing over at BucksNation.com. Make sure you follow along on Twitter at Locked On Bucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, and at Bucks underscore Nation. We'd like to welcome in all of our new and returning listeners. If you're new to the show, please subscribe. Leave us a five-star review if you feel so inclined. It makes us feel all warm and fuzzy inside, but it also helps other Buccaneers fans like yourselves find the show. And, of course, we are back for five episodes this week. We've got a couple of guests lined up here throughout the week, so a lot of very good lineup for you guys as we get ready and we get near and closer and closer to training camp and football officially being back. But, of course, the story right now, James, or at least one of the main stories, is centering around, circling around quarterback Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback to ever play the game, and apparently even the greatest quarterback to play the game when he's doing it on one leg, as it has been revealed that Tom Brady played the entire 2020 NFL season with a torn MCL. So first and foremost, James, what are your thoughts about finding out that Tom Brady played on on essentially one leg? Now, I've seen conflicting reports. Basically, Tom Brady said he knew that there was an issue with it back in April of 2020 and that it would have to get cleaned up after the 2020 NFL season. Uh, He's glad that he did, all that stuff. But now the question is, you know, how bad really was it? I've seen reports that it was a complete tear. I've also seen reports that it was a partial tear. Either way, I mean, a torn MCL, whether it's a a partial tear or a complete tear, nothing that you want to necessarily play with. But, I mean, Tom Brady is the GOAT for a reason. And obviously choosing to get the surgery done after the season set up before the season worked out well for the franchise and for the player alike. Yeah, I was actually on the Locked On Today podcast with Peter Bukowski. He was... Not thrilled that we had to talk about Tom Brady's greatness yet again, Um, but it it just adds to the legend, doesn't it? It it just continues to show not only has he beaten father time and not only did he overcome joining a new team, entering a new system during a pandemic with no true offseason, with no preseason games, he did it on one leg and won the Super Bowl. It's just, it's incredible. It seems like every time we turn around, we're putting another notch on the legend of Tom Brady ladder. Um, Look, it doesn't matter if it was a partial tear. It doesn't matter if it was a complete tear. The fact that he did it, you know, when that should have been a a season-ending injury for most people, um, it's you, you have to tip your hat to him. I don't care if you like Tom, I'm sure the majority of people listening to the show, like Tom Brady, but I don't, I don't care if you, if you hate Tom Brady or not, you have to respect what he has done on a football field. And after this story came out, you have to respect the 2020 season that he put up even more. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I completely agree. And that's what's going to end up happening is they're going to say that not only uh, did he do it as the oldest quarterback in the NFL, but he did it on one leg. But of course, there's a flip side to this. 
Uh, and many people are talking about this as well. And and actually, Pro Football Talk reached out to the NFL League office for a comment on this wrinkle in the story, and that is whether or not the Buccaneers are going to be punished for Tom Brady playing the entire 2020 NFL season with an MCL injury that was never reported because the rule book states, and this is a quote from a CBS NFL uh, article written by John Breach. He, he quotes the NFL rule book as saying, quote, all players who have reportable injuries must be listed on the practice report, even if the player takes all the reps in practice, and even if the team is certain that he will play in the upcoming game. This is especially true of key players, end quote. And I mean, the quarterback is a very key player, starting quarterback, greatest quarterback of all time, absolutely fits the bill for key players. So the Buccaneers, I mean, it would seem, right, if, if Tom Brady had an MCL tear all through the season, it would seem that the Buccaneers have violated a rule. Now, do you think that the team needs to be punished in order to protect the integrity of the game? Before you answer that question, I want to go through a little bit of history. And again, John Breach over at CBS Sports kind of did the heavy lifting for us. So go ahead and give him credit about this. There is history here. I mean, surprise, surprise. NFL teams have lied about injured players before. It's not going to be something uh, that anybody's going to be surprised for. But Go back to the 2008 season. Brett Favre from the New York Jets at the time, uh, he had an injury. The Jets hit it. They were fined $125,000. Uh, more recently, in 2019, the Steelers were fined $100,000. $75,000 of that went to the team. $25,000 of that went to Mike Tomlin because they didn't accurately list Ben Roethlisberger on their Week 2 injury report. Uh, ben Roethlisberger actually missed practice. They called it a veteran rest day, which, I mean, Tom Brady has had some veteran rest days. I put that in air quotes. Uh, before he played that Week 2 game, he ended up injuring his elbow. Now, the way that the NFL found out about this is because Ben Roethlisberger hurt the elbow that was injured, which kept him out of practice uh, under the guise of a veteran rest day. Mason Rudolph went in when he was interviewed after the game. He mentioned that Ben had been suffering elbow pain in that very elbow. So young kid making a mistake there, letting the family secrets out. The Steelers end up getting fined. So before everybody goes crazy, you're not talking draft picks. You're not talking Tom Brady being suspended. You know what I mean? You're not talking about Bruce Arians being suspended a la Sean Payton. Anything like that. You're talking 100, 125 Gs maybe, depending on how heavy the NFL decides to go. It might be a little bit stiffer. Might not even get to like 250 because it was the entire season. But it looks like basically the history, the precedent set is a fine, nothing more. Is it worth it for one, James? Do you think the team should be punished? I mean, I personally don't, but I'm going to get called a homer for saying that. Um, yeah, if they get fined, they get fined. This isn't something that is unique to the Buccaneers or to Tom Brady. Let's let's be real here. Let's be honest. You just laid out a scenario where if Mason Rudolph doesn't have a slip of the tongue when talking to the media, the Steelers never get fined. This is something that teams withhold all the time. So I I don't see it as a big deal. I really don't. Um, you know, if if he was getting treatment for it or, you know, having to go through anything because of the injury, then, yeah, you should list him on the report. If he missed a practice because his knee was hurting, yeah, you should probably list it. But at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. And I think the rule as a whole is kind of a ridiculous one. Yeah, I mean, listen, I would agree with the, the sentiment there in the last part. I don't. I think it's a rule that kind of needs to go away a little bit. Give these teams a little bit of gamesmanship, right? So if, if a player misses practice, fine. Then you should list why they miss practice. And I would say that they shouldn't be allowed to say veteran rest days. Again, I'm putting that in air quotes when it's actually for an injury. Got it. But at the end of the day, if he's practicing with that injury, if he's practicing every day with that injury, because not for nothing, but like the, the Los Angeles Rams, right? So if I'm playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 
And Tom Brady missed a practice on Wednesday, and it's listed as knee. You know what I mean? But he practiced Tuesday. He practices Thursday, Friday, all that stuff. Nothing is changing about my game plan. You know what I mean? So whether it's listed as a veteran rest day or a knee or whatever, because, I mean, there was a, a few seasons back where the New England Patriots put Tom Brady on the injury report every single week, and he played every single week. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. is there a little bit of a, of a competitive advantage the Buccaneers get from hiding the injury? Yeah, I suppose there is a little bit of one. But also at the same time, again, if he's practicing all week, then you know, let it let it kind of lie as it is. I do think the NFL will find the Buccaneers if they, you know, I mean, well, he said he played with it all year, so they there really is no. Uh, the, I think the only maybe saving grace would be if Tom Brady is questioned about it and says, "I never told the Buccaneers my knee was bothering me. The treatment I got basically fell in line with typical treatment a player would get, especially a 43 year old player. So there's no reason for the Buccaneers to know." And then basically Bruce Arians and the rest of the franchise just like, "Yep, no waiver, no poly, no statement. Thank you for for coming." And maybe. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know if there's a stipulation that players have to disclose injuries. If there is, then maybe Tom Brady eats a $25,000 fine. We move on. Either way, if anybody out there is worried about fine or draft pick compensation being lost or suspensions to players or coaches, history says, at worst, it's going to be a monetary fine. Yeah, and the last thing I'll say on it real quick, and, and it's my way to wiggle hockey into this conversation, I say that we adopt the hockey rules of injury disclosure, uh, like Alex Kalorn was listed day-to-day with a lower body injury. Well, that's because he had a rod put in his leg because his leg was broken. Or Victor Hedman was listed with a lower body injury. He played with a torn meniscus. You know, a guy could be decapitated and he would be listed as day-to-day with an upper body injury. I say we just go with that. It's it doesn't really give you all that big of a competitive advantage if you know exactly what the injury is going on with the player. It to me is just completely ridiculous. What's not ridiculous, though, David Harrison, is how delicious built bars are. And you know that we are passionate about our favorites. For me, it's the peanut butter brownie for David. It's the mint brownie, but there's also coconut, cherry, barcia, raspberry, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange cookies and cream, German chocolate. Not only are these flavors the best tasting, they're also incredibly healthy. 17 to 18 grams of protein, ranging from 130 to 180 calories, four to four to five grams of sugar, and only four to five grams of net carbs. Order today and get the grasshopper cookie or raspberry or whatever you would like and do so by heading to built.com and use the promo code locked 15 to get 15% off your order. Again, promo code locked 15 L O C K E D one five for 15% off at built.com. Back now for segment two here at the locked on Bucks podcast, kicking off the week here Monday, David Harrison. And James Yarko on Twitter at dharrison82 at jyarko underscore bucks. The show at Locked On Bucks. Our first episode of five this week. We are officially back to five days per week and will be until at least mid to late June of next year, just like we were this year. So plenty of Locked On Bucks content coming for you. And James, we're going to take this moment to catch up a little bit on our ESPN polled top 10 list. Uh, For those of you who maybe missed the previous episodes where we talked about this, uh, ESPN sent out a poll to 50 personnel executives, scouts, et cetera, et cetera, a bunch of people in the NFL, and they basically returned their votes to build their top 10 list at each positional grouping. 
today we're going to catch up a little bit. We're going to talk offensive tackle and interior offensive line. And James, looking at the offensive tackle group, you've got 10 really talented guys. Trent Williams coming in number one. David Bakhtiari, number two. Larry Tunsil number three. Fourth place is Teron Armstead. Ronnie Stanley, the fifth place guy. Makai Becton, number six. Taylor Lewan, number seven. Buccaneers, second year player. Tristan Wirfs comes in at number eight. Tyron Smith comes in number nine. Ryan Ramchek comes in number 10. And with Tristan Wirfs coming in eighth, there was an NFL executive in the article quoted as saying, quote, he's just a really good lineman. He's not necessarily an unusual athlete with his feet, but he's a very good athlete overall and doesn't give up much. Plus, he plays with Tom Brady, who gets the ball really fast. Not sure if the talent level is elite, but he proved early that he will be productive for a long time. End quote. James. Your thoughts on young Tristan Wirfs, whose highest ranking in this poll was second place, lowest was 14th, being the eighth uh, offensive tackle when all these things are added together in the NFL heading into 2021. I'm going to go ahead and assume that the NFC executive that gave that quote is the one that put him at 14th because, and I'm also going to go ahead and um, conspiracy theory guess that he might be working for the New Orleans Saints or the Green Bay Packers uh, or the Kansas City Chiefs. Just throwing that out there. Somebody's a little bit bitter. Um, I like Tristan's placing on this list after one year of production. And I think he's only going to continue to go up. I think he had an absolutely phenomenal season. He is, yeah, he's an elite athlete. There's no question about it. So I'm not really sure what this executive is, is talking about, but I think he's just... He's phenomenal. He's already a top 10 tackle in the NFL, and he's only going to continue to get better. So I'm excited to see what Tristan does in year two. But David, we also have to talk about the top 10 interior offensive linemen. Uh, And of course, no question about it. Number one is going to be the beast in Indianapolis, Quentin Nelson. Number two, Zach Martin. Number three, Brandon Scherf. Number four, Frank Ragnow. Number five, Joel Betonio. Number six, Joe Tooney. Uh, seven is Elgden Jenkins. Eight is Roger Saffold. Nine is Rodney Hudson. And number 10 is Eric McCoy. Honorable mention goes to Ali Marpet, where a uh, AFC defensive coach said, quote, not all that gifted but you hate playing against him and that center, of course, meaning Ryan Jensen, they are a-holes. And I mean that in the best possible way. What a quote. What an absolute fire quote. David, what are your thoughts on the uh, honorable mention there for Ali Marpet? Uh, I think that this is Greg Williams. First of all, this is the AFC defensive coach talking about these two guys. Is Greg Williams, and uh, he's absolutely 100% wrong about Ali Marpet because Ali Marpet is extremely, extremely gifted player. Uh, definitely not getting his just, you know, his his due there in the National Football League. Should be on this list, not on this list. At least he's an honorable mention. So I guess if there's a silver lining, people are maybe starting to to be aware of what Ali Marpet uh, is doing there in Tampa. But I mean, well, easily the most reliable guy on that offensive line, and has been for for the bulk of his career, if not the entirety of his career in the National Football League. So I think you know, to me, it, it's it's ridiculous that he's not on this top ten. But here's what I want to say it, it, with this AFC defense coach: every single season. Every single season, we hear about an offensive lineman, sometimes a veteran, sometimes a younger guy like Orlando Brown Jr., whining 
about how hard it is to switch from the right side to the left or from the left to the right. It's like wiping your butt with the other hand, yada, yada, yada. Listen, Ali Marpet played right guard, moved to center, moved to left guard. No matter what, he was efficient, he was proficient, and he was good. Not as good a center, I think, as he as he is a guard on the left or the right-hand side. But when you talk about talent, I mean, this dude is literally doing it without complaining, without holding out, without whining on the field or, or in social media or anything. And he's doing it. He's doing it well. And now he's a Super Bowl champion. So talk about him not being talented. If he is not talented, there are a lot of just trash offensive linemen in the National Football League because Ali Marpet has done what a lot of these guys are whining about doing. But I will say this, too. I think we kind of mentioned this about these lists before, James. This kind of shows, I think, a little bit sometimes of how little these guys actually want. Like this AFC defensive coach, for what team? Did they play the Buccaneers? Because if they didn't play the Buccaneers, he probably hasn't watched a lot of Valley Marpet. You know what I'm saying? Because he's looking at the guys they're playing. He's not going home after you know a game day Sunday and all that stuff, watching football just to watch football. Like this is his job; it's his daily bread. So I mean, I'm not you know knocking him for it, but again, unless this coach had a reason to watch Ali Marpet ex- extensively, he's not going to get a whole lot of them. So that's kind of the flaw in some of these polls, but that's a flaw in every poll. You know, what I mean, nobody watches every single game and studies the All 22 for every single team every single week. So every every poll is going to have that kind of a flaw. What's not flawed, though, James, is the user interface at betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. And I say that as a user. I use it all the time. I love it. It's so easy to place my bets. I'm in. I'm out. I'm hopefully making money. I'm not going to tell you how much I've made or lost because that would be embarrassing. Baseball season, baseball season is in full swing. You can track all that action at BetOnline. Or if you want to get into the NBA Finals, uh, the last few games there of that season, hopefully. Or if you want to get into UFC, MMA, golf, whatever's going on, football obviously coming up, get the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs at betonline.ag. You go there on your computer or your mobile device, check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. When you sign up, make your first deposit, get a 50% welcome bonus on that first deposit using the promo code Locked On. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Wrapping things up here on a Monday edition of the Locked On Bucks podcast. James Jarko, David Harrison of BucksNation.com. Find us on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at Jarko underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82. I totally just had a, totally just lost it right there. You'd think I've done this enough times that I would I would know that by now. But, David, we're going to wrap things up with some bad news. Now, this isn't new bad news. It's just continued bad news from back in March. And we are talking about Buccaneers return specialist Jaden Mickens, who has been hit with two criminal charges stemming from his arrest back in March. Now, this report originally came from TMZ Sports. And uh, according to court documents, there are two misdemeanors uh, brought against Mickens uh, for illegally carrying a loaded firearm in his car in Los Angeles back on March 5th. Um, Mickens was pulled over for his window tint being too dark. I, I mean, different states have different regulations as far as window tint. So he's pulled over for the tint being too dark. Uh, cops saw a gun inside his car, not on his person, and he was arrested for it. Um, now Mickens is still slated to participate in training camp, but if he's convicted, uh, each of the charges against him 
carry up to a one year maximum sentence in prison. So thoughts on Jaden Mickens there. I mean, I don't think he's going to jail for it. You know what I mean? That that's a pretty low level, uh, you know, misdemeanor for to go to go to jail for. Uh, I, I have to admit, and, th- and this might be a little bit off on my part, but I'm a little bit surprised that he got pulled over for window tent in the first place because in most states, window tent violations are actually a secondary offense, meaning you can't be pulled over for them. Now, you can be pulled over for a primary offense like speeding, running a stop sign, running a red light, stuff like that, and then that can be tacked on you know, as a secondary offense later on. But uh, and, and just out of curiosity, I looked it up in California. You're allowed from what I found, you're allowed to have your back windows, so your back windshield and your two back windows tinted as dark as you want. But your front windows can only be tinted to 70 to to 70 percent, which means that 70 percent of light gets through the tint, which uh, is, is barely no tint at all. To be honest with you, I would think that a state like California would allow their their residents to have a little bit of darker window tint. But anyway, uh, you know, he's pulled over for the for the dark tint. Again, they see the gun. I'm assuming it's a plain sight, you know, situation because I, I wouldn't think that Jaden Mickens would just let them search his vehicle for a window tint tint violation. And they certainly don't have probable cause to search his vehicle with the window tint violation. So it has to be a plain sight situation. So the gun is sitting on the lap or on the seat or on the floorboard or in a cup holder, who knows depending on the size of the gun. But anyway, I think really the, the biggest repercussion of this, James, that we're going to be talking about here in the future is what the NFL decides to do with it and whether they decide to suspend him. If they do, how many games they decide to suspend him for, and then what the, those, how the ripple effect is going to impact what happens with the Buccaneers roster because Jalen Darden is a guy who was drafted for mostly for his ability to impact special teams. Jaden Mickens, mostly a special teams contributor, and we saw Jaden coaching up Jalen Darden earlier in the OTAs and all that stuff. Well, this could be a situation where basically Jaden Mickens, his actions lead to him losing his job because if he gets suspended for, say, two to four games, the Buccaneers almost kind of have no no choice but to uh, put but to put Jalen Darden on the active roster, and then you put Jaden Mickens. I don't know if you can put it suspended. Like I don't or I don't know. Well, I guess he goes on the suspended list, whatever. But this could lead to a situation where now when he comes off that list, the Buccaneers choose not to put him on the practice squad if he does uh, qualify with the exceptions for COVID and everything else, and he ends up a free agent. And who knows if a team is even going to pick him up after that? So I mean. Just another reason, like these guys, you know, it's it's hard because you got a lot of money, you got some notoriety, people know who you are, and and you feel like you want to protect yourself, and you know, so it's it's a little bit difficult, but you got to do things the right way, or else these are the types of things that happen. So I mean, you know, I'm not I'm not going to sit here and say this is the end of Jaden Mickens with the Buccaneers, but I mean, if we look down at it in Week Five, Jalen Darden is the special teams uh, return guy, and Jaden Mickens is looking for a job. This could have been a, a big influencing factor. Yeah, no doubt about it, and you know that's. That was the big thing after Jalen Darden was was drafted is that he could potentially be that return guy. So, I mean, maybe the Buccaneers are doing what the Buccaneers do, and that's kind of letting the legal system play itself out. They did it with Antonio Brown, but as my boy Pat McAfee always talks about, be who you can afford to be, and I'm sorry, but Mickens can't afford to be a guy who is on the bubble and then gets himself in legal trouble. So it's definitely something to monitor. Mickens was somewhat effective as a returner, and he's going to be fighting for a roster spot. But if the Bucks feel that he may be more trouble than he's worth or that, um, you know, or, or, you know, he's starting to be outplayed a little bit, they're, they're not going to have 
any issue letting him walk. And, you know, it, at the end of the day, be who you can afford to be. And Mickens has put himself in a pretty precarious situation of, um, you know, not, you know, he, he's not putting himself in a great spot to be able to make a roster both on the field and and off the field. So with that, David, let's go ahead and get out of here. Like you said, we are back to five days a week uh, coming up. Let's see. Coming up, you said we we have a couple of guests this week. I'm going to be talking with Evan from WTSP later on this week. He's going to start joining me uh, each and every week. We're going to have a little training camp preview coming up. And uh, another special guest, I'm, I'm not going to spoil it, but another really fun, exciting special guest coming up. And of course, on Friday, we will announce those of you that will be in the Locked On Bucks podcast fantasy football league. So if you still want to be considered, you want to be entered into the drawing, make sure you're giving us a call at 813-444-5841 or send us an email to lockedonbuckspodcast.gmail.com. Check out everything David and I are doing over at bucksnation.com. Follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands, be good to each other. Thank you so much for joining us right here at Long Dog Bucks.